Welcome to episode two of Elevated Insights, a TCSD podcast. We are in the middle of homecoming in the Tula County School District. Last week, we had homecoming uh, out in Wendover, as well as Grantsville High. This week, we have Tooele High, and then next week will be the homecoming for Stansbury High School. Homecoming, of course, brings with it a lot of traditions, a lot of fun activities, long nights for school administrators. And so to talk about some of the traditions of homecoming, we have two very special guests, principal of Grantsville High School, Kenna Agard, and longtime Tooele resident and former teacher for Tooele County School District, Roe Harrison. So welcome, Roe. Welcome, Kenna. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Kenna, how was homecoming in uh, at Grantsville? And tell us some of the traditions, specifically to homecoming to start with, and then we'll talk about some other traditions. So how was homecoming at Grantsville? Well, Grantsville High School is rich in tradition. It's, I think it's a lot of community-driven. Everybody connects with homecoming and comes back to celebrate. Some fun things that we do during homecoming is we have a, a powder puff where the girls play football. It's flag football. The boys play powder puff, so it's volleyball. So we have a lot of kids that are involved in that. Parents come out and support that. Uh, something new that we've added is a chalk fight. So kids buy little bags of chalk, and then we... Everybody gets on the side and then they run to the middle and throw chalk and it's just fun and everybody's just is all colored and it's just really super fun. So that's something new that we've added. Of course, we have long-standing uh, homecoming pageant. So the girls have a competition. So um, that's pretty exciting. They get to ride in the parade. Those are the queens and they're her attendants. Something that's been a long time running, I don't know how many years it's been, but um, we wear black. The, the, cowboy, the cowboy football team wears, they're back in black and so they wear black and we celebrate that. Of course, the parade, that's a long, long standing, like even when I was a little girl, I still remember the parade and how fun that was. And just the excitement of being able to be in that. That includes all of our cl- our clubs and organizations, our, our cheerleaders, our band, um, our drill team, our, our even our football team rides on a, on a float to be a part of that. So that's super fun. One thing that we have added is our people that have been inducted into our Hall of Fame, they are, we have now having them be the Grand Marshals of the parade. So that's something really fun and nice for them to do. Just another little recognition for them being inducted in the Hall of Fame. And then this year we're adding our Fan of the Year. And so we're excited to have that new addition. And then every year we'll just choose a new Fan of the Year. So pretty exciting. Something that I remember from the past was Cowboy Bob and he would ride his horse in the parade and he was a bus driver and just everybody loved Cowboy Bob and he would bring, he'd ride his horse out on the field and bring the game ball. So that was pretty cool. That was something really fun. Everybody loved Cowboy Bob. And I think there's a picture of Cowboy Bob on your Hall of Fame. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. In Row, tell us, so first off, for maybe an introduction to those who don't know Roe, but I really think almost everyone in Tooele knows Roe Harrison. But Roe, how long were you a teacher here in Tooele County School District? I started in 1961 with five years at Central and then moved to East Elementary. And East was, shall I say, controversial and had some ups and downs, but it had some great things and for me personally I got involved with Dr. Elliot Landau because of East Elementary and ended up teaching at the University of Utah uh, summer schools and it was exciting because I would take a group of fourth fifth or sixth graders and do a unit of study and Dr. Landau would bring his students in and they would critique what I was doing so you had to be 
pretty thick skin because yeah. usually it was correct at things. <laughs> but then after starting at East, I, I ended up traveling to do art because I started doing some teaching of art and that kind of mushroomed. And so I would go to your class and do an art lesson and to Brett's class and do an art lesson and so on. And then that happened to be my official title was library media coordinator. And at that time, we had paraprofessionals in the library so that the library pe people, the media coordinator, could go to various classes and teach. The paraprofessionals would do the cataloging, circulation, the et cetera, things that way. And then when money got tight, they put these library media coordinators back in the classroom because we had a teaching certificate along with the media coordinators. Right. And so paraprofessionals came in and I ended up going to Ibapaw, Vernon, you know, Stockton, Wendover, Grantsville, you name them, every school in the district. And I would meet with that paraprofessional and go through cataloging exercises and circulation. And I finished in a short period of time. And then I was scheduled to teach an art class the rest of the day. And that was interesting experience. But, but that yeah. led to... Uh, with a dual teaching certificate when Mrs. Ogden retired out of Twilla High School. Uh, they came to me, the superintendent did, and said Twilla High School will not be accredited until they get in enough on staff. And where you're just going from school to school to school, all you need is a base where you go to the high school. And I did, and that was the best thing that ever happened. I went down there, and within a year I had a full load of art classes and photo classes and so so 32 years down there. So you've seen a lot of traditions probably come and go over, exactly. over all those years. Yep. Yeah. And, and Kenny, you're a Grantsville High graduate. Correct. We won't ask you what year, okay. but, but a proud Grantsville High graduate. Absolutely. So how, does, how do traditions in a school of 2023 look different than the traditions maybe in the 90s, the 80s, and for, oh, even you in the 70s. So how, how have traditions changed over the years? And in what traditions do we still see the same? Can you talk about the parade and the pageant? Mm -hmm. Are there other things that have changed or stayed the same? Well, we have a homecoming dance as well, so I think that stayed the same. We have an assembly, and then we invite the class that graduated 20 years ago to come back to the school, be a part of our assembly, they come and be a part of FanFest and come to the game, and then they ride in the parade. The tr big tradition in Grantsville was to ride on the fire truck on the top of the fire truck. Now they've retrofitted a fire truck so that it's more in compliance so that no one get, can fall off and get hurt. But I think that's just something that people look forward to. You know, as, you, as you're, a li you're a little kid and you see all these high school kids in the parade, and then you're a part of that. And then, you, you know, you graduate and, and go away to college or get married, and then you can come back 20 years later. So one thing I do remember as a, as a young girl, we had a big barn, and so they would, they would my, I had older brothers, and so they would come and build the floats at our house. And, you know, they used whatever they could, plastic. It seemed like there was a lot of plastic that they used and decorated with. So there's maybe not as much as that anymore. Maybe it's more just in the back of trucks and making signs, but it's still, you know, that's a little bit how it's evolved and changed. How about you, Ro? Any traditions from the past that you remember? Yeah, I'll share this one with you. Uh, it was always a tradition that we had a spook alley for Halloween. And that spook alley was in the furnace room of the elementary schools. And we would lower students uh, on a ladder down into the 
what it, I don't know what you call it, but it was the tunnel that had the pipes that carried the uh, heating event systems yeah. and let the students walk through that. And then to get out of it, they had to put up a lunch table and they would slide down the lunch table into the furnace room by the furnace and then come up and our custodian was a huge man and he would meet him at the door and the tradition was was to have the spook alley. We'd be in jail today if we had one. <laughs> Absolutely we would. Yeah, I have litigation flags going up all over the place <laughs> yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was a tradition for a lot of years with this the spook alley on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we often when we think about traditions, we generally think a lot about sports, especially this time of year with homecoming and in football. But there's a lot of traditions that take place in the classroom and yep. a lot of teachers who have uh, traditions that they do with their students year after year. What are some of those traditions that you've seen maybe not associated with sports, but classroom traditions? I discovered that students that couldn't read in the first and second grade couldn't skip. Okay. They were struggling with the skipping routine instead of doing a normal skip that was a crow hop. So to improve the reading skills, we took everybody and did over and back, like your balance on a on reading. And we did a lot of physical education activities, scooter boards, and played a lot of scooter board activities. But it all was relevant to a reading skill and the physical element of reading, following a line over and back, over and back. And we did those PE things. And so that became something that the kids always wanted to do was do the, the physical education activities that we did in the lunchroom, but the motivation behind it was the tradition was to improve reading skills. My favorite day was I was taking a group of fourth graders to the, P, to the lunchroom for PE, and I happened to be in a Santa Claus suit. When I went by the first grade, the second grade, the third grade, the fourth grade, around the sixth grade. I never looked back. I was just skipping and I had the kids skipping behind me. And when I got to the lunchroom, I had the whole school. When they saw Santa Claus doing this, they just got up and followed me. <laughs> That's I wasn't great. popular in faculty meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so. Mrs. Agard, what about you? What have, what have you seen in the classroom traditions? Well, one that I uh, was thinking about was uh, Mr. Richardson, and he is just recently retired, but he had the kids build race cars, uh, like little Pinewood Derby cars, and then he had CO2 cartridges, and then they would race them in the, with the physics class. So he tied that in. It was just a hands-on learning. So that was something that was really fun for the kids to do and kind of made it into a, a friendly competition with them. And then um, we have another teacher that celebrates Cinco de Mayo in Spanish, and then they have a piñata and just... So that's just kind of been a tradition in that class. And then just things like, you know, in our science class, like they dissect sharks and just different things like that. So it's just been a tradition that happens every year. And just maybe that's not something super fun, but it's definitely learning and just something for kids to look forward to. Yeah. I think also one thing is I think about classroom traditions, especially here in Tooele County, is we have a lot of FFA students. Mm -hmm. And the FFA has a lot of different traditions that they do sometimes it's going on trips sometimes they do summertime activities uh, I, I remember as a principal at Grantsville High I would see kids and their whole hand would be painted green mm -hmm. and, and I was like what is all this and then I'd have to you know an FFA tradition yeah. they, they earn their green hand and so mm -hmm. a lot of traditions like that that we see that are just just great that, and, and I love that year after year these things return and it's a new set of kids who get to experience 
uh, those traditions. Why, why do you guys think traditions are important? Why, are tradi why do traditions matter in the education setting? I think it feels like it's a sense of belonging for people. Like they, you, when you're a part of that, it just, feel, it just makes, you feel, it makes you feel good. It's a sense of, of belonging. It's a sense of community. It helps you to have some pride in the school and pride of what you're doing. So I think it's super important. Yeah. Ro, what about you? Well, I think a lot of the activities were fun. They had a, an element of activity that where they participated and had a good time doing it. My yearbook staff writing in the homecoming parade, for example, with a camera, taking pictures of the students on the sideline for the yearbook. And uh, they just had fun doing it. So I think that a good time meant that it was a tradition that was important. So. Yeah, I think I think traditions have the ability to anchor students to the school, mm -hmm. and like you say, it helps them with a sense of belonging. It helps them know that that they are important, and you don't always have to be part of the sports team, but you can still participate in the tradition that supports the team or whatever the other tradition is. Can I have to ask at Grantsville High? Do you take part in the chalk fight? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and do the kids just like gang up on you? Is like that yeah, part last, of the goal? Yeah, blue. I was all like they dumped blue on me last year, last spring. We, we did it in the springtime. So. And so then my, my guess is you go home and shower and your shower is just multicolored, yeah, right? Yeah, and the it, water. It, just, it just comes out. It's Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's a fun one. I've never participated in a chalk fight. I, I don't have any plans to, but, but maybe someday I will. Well, Ro and Kenna, thank you so much for joining us in this podcast. We're happy that uh, you took some time out of your day to talk about traditions. And Ro, thank you. Uh, started teaching in 1961. That's true. Yeah, two years before uh, President Kennedy was assassinated. So, yes. so the beginning of the Kennedy administration and that is a row you are a, you're a gift to Tooele County <laughs> you really are and a lot of stories and I have a lot of stories yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Kenna thank you we know you you left school a little bit early to come up here and thankful for all you do for us at down at Grantsville High School and the great leadership you show us there so thank you all for joining us this week episode two of Elevated Insights and join us next week for another exciting podcast as we Look behind the curtain of Tooele County School District.